0: The All-Star app, the number one app in the business. UFC, Bellator, One Championship, PFL, and more. Get the app right now. Link in description. Bellator 289, you'll be back in action, Kevin. And uh, I just saw on your Instagram, you wrote that you rearranged your life for this opportunity. What exactly have you done?
1: Man, so on my way up to Bellator, um, I was working a full-time job. I was training outside of that. You know, I'd go, I'd go seven to three and then I'd go train from five to nine every night and then I'd hit my weekend training. So it's just always a busy schedule, pretty typical up and coming fighter life. If you're like really dedicated, you know, and, uh, but when I went into that Bellator room last time. We're all sitting around in the staging and I just looked around there and I was like, there's a different energy to these guys. These guys aren't, half these guys aren't working nine to five jobs. Half these guys are full time in the game, like making it work. And I told myself, especially cause we came up short of that performance pretty, pretty abruptly. And uh, it just hit me a certain way, you know? And I was like, no, I'm going to go home. I, I, put in my two weeks and I committed my entire life to training. Um, literally all I do now, I I'm either coaching or I'm training and I wake up, hit my training schedule and my fiance is a fighter too. So she's uh, you know, she understands my fighting and uh, I'm, I'm I train between Eugene and Portland and in Oregon. So there's about two hours between my two training gyms and then, Uh, when I'm not, like I said, when I'm not training now for an income, I'm doing private lessons or I'm a head coach of like an amateur MMA team back in Springfield. So I'm studying, fighting, just living the life where like, there's no distractions. Uh, you know, before that, as I'm working all day, my mind was still always on fighting. But by the time I got to the gym, like I'm tired, I'm like I'm just exhausted. So all of my energy goes into this now. Uh, And it's it's made a a huge difference in a few different things. Like my availability, of course, is like, well, now I'm able to catch daytime practices. But also just like my energy through the day, my strength increases, my, you know, like my connection with my coaches is increasing. My connection with my teammates is increasing because I'm like in this realm with guys who I train with, who are also doing this stuff, who whose whole life depends on it, you know, Uh, like my main training partner, uh, he, he also makes the same commute as me. So we both train uh, and live in uh, Eugene or Springfield and we go up to Portland four times a week. We also hit our conditioning here in Eugene. And we then, when we're back here, we're meeting up with each other and we're training down here. And that's Brent Premis, uh, the former Bellator champ. So, like, yeah. I'm, I'm, like, with that guy constantly, you know, just picking his ear and all that. And so, like, I'm living a life that I feel worthy, <laughs> you know. Like, I, I feel like I I deserve what I'm asking for, you know. I, when, I, when I walked into that room before, I'm like, you know, like, especially Ahmed, like, coming out of Khabib's camp, that dude, I don't know what I know. He he can live that life. He's living that life, dedicated, right? Just like Khabib said, I got bread, I got water. That's all I need, you know. Like I know his fighters are living that same lifestyle. So I just wanted to make sure that I can't say I'm getting out worked again.
0: <laughs> kind of but, like leave no doubt. Is that is exactly?
1: That what it is? Hmm. Exactly. No, no, no excuses now, right? Like and like. I'm gambling on myself. I'm, it, it, it's not like, like I'm still the provider of my household. <laughs> you know, I'm still the one that keeps the roof over our head. I got a fiance and two and two soon to be stepchildren and like, I have to pay the bills, you know, we're still doing at the end of the month, whether I'm chasing my dreams or not. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I've, I've learned to just work diligently And like, I always worked hard, but this is, it's just a whole different thing. You know, it's, it's, it's living like the life that I need to be living to be in this echelon of performance of like, you know, be up here with the, the Bellator and, you know, like the other UFC fighters is not just like one foot in and one foot out. I'm, I'm all in.
0: (laughs) There's a, there's a level of, uh of confidence right that you get from all of that you get from yeah. just investing a hundred percent of your life to training to the sport like you said you're studying it you're coaching you're, you're engrossed in it and you don't have the distraction i don't want to say it's a distraction having a job but it can be a distraction right
1: it it, it is and the confidence thing is huge and like you know I uh, like like there's a few different reasons is one all day you're thinking about this so you know, for especially this time around, I'm eight weeks to prepare for a fight. Eight weeks, every moment of my day is about that fight, right? There's no no distraction. It's not like I spend half my day taking orders from a boss and getting it by ear, like going over, moving a bunch of heavy stuff, doing construction. And then, okay, I have my four hours at night to tune in and think about this fight. And trust me, like that's part of the game. You know, like if anybody's listening to this kind of stuff and on their way up, they have to understand that's a part of it. You're going to have to do that. There's a lot of guys who reach the big shows, especially like earlier on uh, who reach the big shows and for full-time jobs. But like once you you start having to like figure out the balance of train more, work less, you know, like kind of hit that trade. And, but I'm just, it allows you to be so much more confident also in the sense of like every day is preparing for this fight so when i get to the fight like i i can i can hit my checks you know i go over my checklist did i did i put in enough work to say to feel confident did i you know like watch my diet did i you know get the extra rounds in when the pros were training cuz i remember i'd get so like disheartened when I'm like at work, working an eight hour job and I look over at like Ricky Simone's page or I look over at Brent's page and I see they're all great sparring today. And I'm like, i want to be there, <laughs> you know, so I got to be, I get to be there, you know, and it's, this is just everything my life is now. So my, my confidence level's way higher than it's ever been, um, you know, and just tons, tons of good energy going into this next bout.
0: <laughs> what were you doing that what were you doing for this camp that you weren't doing for your previous camps because you had that full-time job? Of course you're training more and you have more options to go to different locations, but were there anything in maybe recovery? Like you said, recovery has become a a major factor in this camp for you.
1: Yeah. um, That's, that's actually a really big one. And this is like, uh, I, in order before, like when you go work that job, then you go and you train, and then uh, you go home and you sleep. You you want to like salvage your last little bit of family time that you get. So you get to bed a little later and then you're waking up super early to go work. So, like, one, I'm getting a lot more sleep time. <laughs> um, you know, like, I, I, I love my fiance. I like to be able to see her. And so, like, I get to have my nights with her and just kind of it, get to sleep it a little bit later, like until like 8 a.m. instead of getting up and out the door by 6 a.m. and, you know, stuff like that. And then, um, the daytime trainings are a game changer because, you know, with the schedule that I've been stuck with, I've been fortunate enough to like have the coach, the pro coaches from American top team working with me at night in amateur classes. I would show up and be the only pro in a lot of these amateur classes because a lot of the pros were training during the day. Uh, you know, so, but they, they, recognize the commitment that I'm putting into like go work a full t- full time and then drive two hours up to Portland and come train and then drive back, get home at midnight and go restart and do the thing over again, you know. So they they gave me a lot of attention leading up, but going into it, now I'm making every one of the like competition practices. You know, I'm going into on Mondays, I'm going into hard competitions with black belts, uh and other career fighters and um, like I'm kind of fitting the same training schedule as a lot of my main partners now, instead of being, you know, most of the time, by the time I got up there, they're already done for the day. And so I was just kind of making do with what I, what I could with the room I had, you know, and then, uh, like when I now, like my conditioning is all like 10 AM, you know, so I hit my, I hit my 10 AM conditioning normally when I'd be at work. And then when I'm back in town, then I'm like, okay. By noon, I'm like, after 10 a.m., go over. I think it's like 10:45 or 11. I'll go meet up with Brant, and so then I just go spend one-on-one time with the former world champion, who's like also almost a third-degree black belt, uh, very athletic striker, very good grappler, you know. And we just go hit our. We go through rounds. We go through like any Q&A type stuff. Like this has been working. That's been not. Let's what do we need to improve? Let's fix this uh, put more time towards private lessons. And then, like I said, just recover in between practices. I'll like, I make it pretty ritual of like, I get up, hit my training or get up and hit my conditioning, whatever it is that day, or get up and hit my drive to Portland, recover in between, go back, hit my second practice, recover in between. And sometimes I'll go into the gym, like a lot of nights and go do like 10 to 11 PM and just an extra conditioning and just kind of hit my two or three practices a day and then just keep recovering and you know bit stuff that i wasn't able to get away with as uh while i was working this full-time job so like it just i feel like when you look at like these big show fighters and um you know that that kind of next step in between being like a guy who's winning regional fights and winning regional belts and the the guys who's like making a salary that can support their living, you know, uh, that's what it takes is like multiple practices a day, but also recovering and coming back down and taking care of their body, understanding that like, if you want to get the max out of yourself, you have to rest and refuel. Otherwise you're just going to run until like you hurt yourself. All of us are fighters. We all know how to work hard but working smart's a very big part of this game. And only recently as it started like starting to show you got guys like Max Holloway who started cutting back on sparring uh, and other like high performance athletes understand that like, it's not, it, it, this game isn't just hard work, hard work, hard work, hard work. That's, that's just a step in it. Right. So being able to play all elements of it is really important. And then I, like, I, I'm like, I'm, I work with uh, a chiropractor who works with just athletes. And so he, he does more than just chiropractors, like helps recover my help me do like PT and stuff like that to stay, you know, little bumps and bruises that come along the way, help me stay tuned in and gives me a little exercise to go home. So sometimes when I'm not doing hard exercises, I'm doing small exercises that any, you know, just to strengthen things up or keep them strong. So, yeah, it's just really being able to pour everything into this
0: man. During this training camp, did you get your car stolen?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. Actually, I mean, I, I'm a pretty positive person. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was up in Portland, two hours from home, man. And uh, I, I went to, I had my first morning practice, and what's really funny about it is, I'm, I'm like, we're jogging around the mats for a warm up, and someone asked me how my camp's going, and I'm like. Suspiciously well, like it's going super good right now, like I haven't ran into any problems. This is pretty awesome okay cool i I could finish that practice, go run to Walmart to go grab just some money to pay for my private lesson, next thing you know I come out my car's missing. <laughs> you know' like well, damn <laughs> so um, yeah, it ended up going missing, and I had to have my fiance drive up and come pick me up, and then it it was it was disheartening, you know, but not, too, I, I, I try to stay positive. I'm like, well, I look, I'm very fortunate that like I have my training partner that also makes the same commute. And so, um, you know, some days i like to stay a little later or put in a little extra work. So we weren't quite driving up all together. Every time I, we take separate vehicles, but he was able to just get me up there and back. And then, uh, me and my fiance were able to trade the cars around and I was able to use hers and go up there. And, um, but for like a week and I, I, like there were certain times we'd go up there and we'd start to search and I'm like, man, I don't like this. I'm like, I don't like this, like negative energy that I got while I'm searching around. Like I'm over here praying to God to help me find my car with some really ungodly intentions when I do find it, you know, <laughs> like, uh, so it just, it didn't match up. And I just remember like, at one point i just tell myself, I'm like, you know, um, or I'm talking with a with a teammate, and he tells me he's like, Your camp's been going too good, man like there's I think you'll get your car back. I think it will and like fight camp's got a weird way of of like continuing through smooth and stuff like that of just working out right and so I really do believe in that and uh then there were other people who were like, man it was a it was a Honda Civic in Portland. there's over twelve thousand cars stolen in Portland every year like you're not getting that thing back and so I'm already kind of starting to get on that stage of like, just move on, you know, like figure out my training schedule. Surprisingly, it didn't really make, cause any problems in my training schedule. I still got it figured out and was like, just trying to turn it all into these positive experience and be like, man, you know, um, well, my car might've got stolen, but if I look at the blessings, um, well, I've got a bunch of supportive people. I got my teammate, my camp's still going. Let's just look at the positive side of this and not get too like, distracted and you know if I if I spend too much energy and negativity towards my car it could cost me this fight and that could be my car a few times over quite a few times over you know and so I'm like make it work it'll be okay and then one week later I get a call from the police department actually like a day after going to church and like talking to my uncle about like you know I just don't like the I don't like the negativity that goes through me as I start looking for my vehicle. I'm just going to leave it all to God. Like, you know, if if he gives it back, cool. If not, then I'll look for the next blessing, you know, and just kind of try to find the blessing in this. And uh, I get a call and they said they found it. And what the craziest part was is uh, like it wasn't torn up at all. It wasn't like all they did was pull the battery and some spark plug wires out and left it and I uh, still had gas in it stunk a little bit but they actually like cleaned stuff up and like had all their garbage in a bag and like had cleaning supplies and uh my window had been jammed and that was why how they got it because my window was jammed and i couldn't get it all the way up at the point and uh when i got it back they fixed the window <laughs> so it, it, i got my car back and it was just like man, what a miracle, right? Like your car goes missing in this like big metro city. And uh, I'm the, the times that we would look, every stolen car we were seeing is all torn up and beat to pieces or like scrapped. And I got a Honda Civic. So of course, like it could be scrapped easy. Uh, but no, everything was good. So I just looked at it, it as like, look at that good energy you got going into this fight. And all I had to do is just keep positive, man. Uh, I think just the fight game kind of calyxes us to that. You know, like we got through so much hardship every single day. <laughs> so it, it makes it a little bit harder for things like that to stress me out too much.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good, man. That's good to hear it. Like you said, good energy. Now, your opponent, Kai Kamaka, man, he's, uh, he's still a young guy, but he has been around <laughs> for, for many, many years. You know, what type of fighter do you see in him?
1: uh i see somebody like he's got he's got good skills man like you said like he's a veteran um uh, you know i watch him and he he's good at looking textbook you know like especially like i was watching kind of up on his last fight and he looks very textbook good stance decent boxing uh like like he likes his counter boxing it looked like like and i hear like he used to be more of a brawler, so you could tell like he's a little more as he's coming into his counter fighting and stuff or trying to clean stuff up and not be as much of a brawler. He was he like may have been a little more gun shy his last fight, trying maybe trying to avoid the brawl or maybe he was trying to avoid the wrestler because uh, I didn't know like that the wrestler and him ended up boxing for three rounds instead. You know, like he, he had good takedown defense Um But like, you know, he came into the game and he's been in the big shows for a while. And like, I have to respect that, you know, uh, he's, he's got a lot of good parts. I know he's got the college wrestling, uh, wrestled in Hawaii. I think he was a Hawaii state champ or something like that. So I know he's a pretty well-rounded fighter. Um, I know if he's anything like his Instagram, he's training hard, uh, you know, so, I don't have as cool of an Instagram as him yet, but that's all right. He's got, I know that, uh, you know, I, I've trained with Hawaiians and I know they got a lot of community support and family support behind them. And so like, I I see them, they all come together to help him grow. The Kamakas are a good name. Uh, and you know, like I, I got respect for the guy, you know, uh, like I said, he's clean. And sometimes though, like, I I like, I like clean. I I, I don't want to say like, it gets clean. I like to get, make it dirty sometimes. Like I've noticed he's even kind of had different struggles with guys who got a little bit grittier. Like one guy who wasn't like, as I don't want to say as skill, but like who wasn't as textbook, uh, the Southpaw he fought before Justin on his, when he came back from Bellator, the guy was a little more wild and aggressive and guy pulled it off well, but like, it made him play a whole different game, and he does change games a lot, and uh, I've, I've paid attention to that, kind of noticed he's got everything that he needs, uh, you know, but and he, as he said in your guys' interview, he plays a lot of one or the other, so I'm expecting him to make improvements based on his last fight. Um, I'm expecting him to change it up. I don't really base, like, especially young guys, like, I'm only a year older than him, um, but they we got a large library right like and so sometimes we we bring a bunch of books or do we just need to go down some other shelf like but i'm so i'm expecting him to bring more than what he's brought before um i know he's he's good at decisions he's had one finish uh early on in his career um but that's you know it's it's fighting you can never tell with, when it's going to be more you know so i think uh the Ahmed magomedov guy didn't have very many finishes that guy was that guy was legit he was really good uh so i i don't i don't like count anything out on him but like i'm just excited to fight him i like the opportunity um i know because he's been in the big shows and he he was up in the UFC, came back to Bellator. Um, they're probably going to put the blue gloves on me, <laughs> uh, and I'm okay with that because I'm trying to secure my next Bellator contract. So, it to me, it's an opponent that he isn't he isn't the same. Person is that Ahmed Marga Madoff guy, but neither I'm not the same Kevin that fought that guy either. Like, that was on nine days' notice while I'm working my full time job and cutting a bunch of weight and short notice to get there. Um, so you know, like, because of what he's done, I look forward to being able to perform against him and get Bellator a view on who I am, you know, kind of show them that if I go out there and I perform well against this guy, maybe they start talking because I only signed a three fight contract and I'm trying to stay. I, mm-hmm. I don't want to go. Uh, so, you know, like I want them to start talking and by the end of my fight about what my next contract looks like. And, uh, you know, I'll have this one and one more, but I want to, I, I want to go out there and put on a performance against a caliber of fighter like Kai and have them write my next one before my last fight. So and I think it's it's the perfect opportunity. And that's what I've been telling myself this entire time is this is exactly what I needed. Right. It's it's not like a like a world champ anywhere. He's 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 good. He's good, but very beatable um, with all respect, with all respect. I don't you know, it's just. I've been working way too hard to feel like I'm going to get outworked in that fight or that I'm going to be the one for him to like kind of save his career on. Like, you know, we're, it's just not going to go that way.
0: (laughs) December 9th, man. This is a, this is a great matchup. This uh, Bellator 289. If you want to know more about the event, go download the all-star app in the descriptions. Thank you so much, Kevin, for the time, man. It was a incredible conversation and all the best.
1: Thank you, man. I appreciate you for having me on. Have a great day, brother.